0: Welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. Um, we're now in month number four of the podcast, yep. as you just yep. said. Um, pew, episode sixteen, and um, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we're just moving along, um, and I can. I'm pretty proud of how we've only taken one week off. Uh, yeah. that week was yeah. just a crazy week. We didn't really have any opportunities to record it and um, we're kind of back at it, trying to give new life into it as far as uh, just being focused on what we're doing. Um, I do have a correction to start out with before we get into anything else. Last episode, I was speaking about the Genesis mini like it was released I think I may have even said that it had come out. It still hasn't released yet. Um, it comes out on the 19th of September. The the demos of it and people that have, like, broken down the system were people that were given, like, pre-releases and stuff just to review it. So that was to build up hype for it. I thought it was just already out. I guess I just didn't assume that they would bother to send out demo systems of it. But there were some select... um like IGN probably got one people like that would have received a demo, not us. Of course we would receive a demo of it. And, um, that's what made me think it was already released. So just a correction. So if you went out to the, uh, to the Amazon store, you know, in town, (laughs) um, and saw that it was still a pre-order, it is still a pre-order comes out on the 19th. Um, usually we start out with what games we've played this week. Um, And um, this week I played some State of Decay. I really just didn't play many games this week. Um, As far as State of Decay goes, I've been trying to get into more of the um, DLC. There's a story mode that was released as a DLC called Heartland, which is also available in Game Pass. And that was actually pretty cool. So it's like if you played all three maps of the normal game, Heartland is like a fourth map, but in addition to being a fourth map, um, it plays a little different as far as there's not many side quests, and all the quests are kind of one central storyline. Okay. So it's a little bit more focused. Um, it's a little bit harder, though, because all of the zombies are blood plague ones. So if you ever get hit, you have plague rather than... You just had to watch out for the ones that were red. Yeah. They're all they're all red in heartland. And um so that was a little bit hard at first. I feel like my base always gets attacked in it. So there's no like difficulty setting on this game mode, but in general it's way above like the starting difficulty in the regular state of the K2. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I'll I'll play with you sometime to just show you the differences of it. It's pretty Jarring, <laughs> but, yeah. um, I mean, I wish more games would do DLC like this cause it's, it's enough different that it still is interesting, but it's not so much that you feel like you just jumped into the water and it wasn't warm yet. It was like, you still know all the mechanics, like all the weapons and everything about it is the same, yeah. but it's like, you're suddenly in a new little world with different, environments and different enemies so it's cool in the sense that if you're already used to the gameplay you just like walk into this and you're like oh it's like i'm in a new area you know all right yeah i got that's so pretty cool no it um, seems excellent there's, yes there's also another dlc for it called um ooh. <laughs> i don't remember what it was called I, I could be wrong it could not be called outbreak or break something I don't know. There's a defend the tower type game mode where you have walls and you have to defend it. So it's kind of like Fortnite. Is it Castle Break? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And that's a pretty cool game mode. Yeah. It's uh, just another mode and you can unlock stuff for the main game in it. I don't know. I I actually really enjoy the DLC to the game and uh, I didn't expect to because when it originally released, I was like... It was it's just the DLC came out so soon after the actual game came out that I really thought that it um that it just was like an afterthought. Like they just couldn't release it quick enough. It either felt like the game was rushed along so fast that they couldn't release a full game or it felt like they were just intentionally not leaving it in the game to make a little bit more money down the road. Either way, it felt like it was too soon after the release of the game to just suddenly have ridiculously um, (laughs) different DLC than the actual game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But did you play anything this week?
1: I did, actually. I I played a little bit of...
0: um, uh (laughs) Wait, let me interrupt you real quick. Um, Yeah. We're probably like five minutes into the show already. Yeah. I'm Josiah, <laughs> and I'm Hillhouse. <laughs> Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, what I did play was, uh, and I've been waiting for this to come out for a long time, um, but it was WoW Classic, and uh, yeah. it, it was really cool because basically, it it takes you back to uh, it takes you back to um, the patch uh, 1.12, uh, Drums of War. Mm-hmm. And uh, this patch was released back on uh, August twenty second of two thousand six, and when I was playing it, and it came to this point, it was towards the end of two thousand six when I believe when Burning Crusade was getting ready to come out, and uh, basically, um, what I what I liked about it is, as soon as you start the game up, it's it basically it starts you back at day one. And it's, it was, it was like, <laughs> it sounds kind of corny, but it was kind of like seeing an old friend, you know? And I was like, holy shit, man, <laughs> I get to go do this again. But this time what I did is I went ahead and I, um, because from day one, I've been nothing but an orc warrior. So I've yeah. been horde all the way. So this time I'm a, a human warrior. I'm going to go, um, I'm going prot warrior, protection warrior tank. And uh, go figure, you know, I main tank pretty much most of the time on anything else I play. And, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but I'm also playing uh, on a, that's on a PVE server. And I'm also playing on a PVP server. And that is um, a uh, shadow priest, human shadow priest. So I'm Alliance Mm -hmm. all the way this time. And uh, it's going to be a good time, man. But it's, it's a long, slow process. And, and uh, cause you don't get a mount until you're level 40 um so you're running everywhere that you go and it's just everything's kind of brand new to me because like I said I'm playing on the alliance side for the first time. So it's all a bunch of new quests, new leveling up and uh I'm honestly I'm I've been having the time of my life when I do get into it. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't plan on spending and grinding 100% of my time in World of Warcraft. That's why I only have those two characters and those are the only two that I plan on playing. And the PvP guy I may never even get to. I just created him just so that I would have him there in case I did want to get to it. But um, for me, it it's a complete – it's the complete classic experience, and it's what we've all basically been asking for since they shut down the uh, – I believe it was the Australius server a long time ago. There was that whole yeah. – uh, Nostradamus with server, whatever it was. I can't remember the name of it, to be honest with you, but there was a whole scandal about it because it was classic. Wow. And people were enjoying the shit out of it and they were playing it for free. So Blizzard was obviously losing revenue and they wanted to go ahead and shut it down, which they did. So, yeah, you know, and they had the legal right to, because it, it is their It was their version, but you know, it was basically, it was their game and they were getting no revenue off of it. But I I'm telling you right now, it, it's the old wow man it's patch 1.12 it's the graphics aren't great but in the new graphics of today and the new quality of video cards that we have today it looks awesome it looks awesome I've back in the day I was never able to run the game on high or ultra settings and now I can and it's <laughs> It's so cool, and it's so much fun, and it's so detailed, it's, and it's so expansive, and it's so slow, and
0: ultimate grind. It's it's so crazy that it took them so long to do that. It is. It really is. Even I remember when they shut down those servers for the uh, free version, uh, the illegal free version, because I remember there were a ton of gaming uh, YouTubers that like one of their biggest... Videos. Almost every single one had some sort of rant about those servers being taken down. How Blizzard had yeah. to at least put up a legal version so that they don't just blindside all of their fans. You know, yeah. And it yeah. took thirteen years for them to respond to that. Like that's just crazy. Well,
1: not necessarily thirteen years because the Australia server that was shut down, I believe,
0: the, was what was it? that like twenty ten Two? or something. Uh, I don't
1: think it was that far out. Um, I think it was. I think it It could have been fairly recent, but it could have been that far out. Yeah, because, I mean, there was a whole uh, long drawn out argument over the whole thing, you know, over them, uh, um, you know, uh, being. What's it called? Uh, uh, using their information, using their their, uh, their oh, stuff. Oh, using their
0: IP. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So, it, but I don't think it's been quite that long. But yeah, it has taken them long enough to to do something about it. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, they should have actually been doing something about this a long time ago because there's really no reason why they couldn't have had the you know classic servers and because from what I understand also that they're being able to. Um, uh, move it up to the, going to have the Burning Crusade servers. So for each expansion, they're going to have their own server, basically. Right. Which is kind of cool. Now, the thing is that they did not anticipate, even I didn't even anticipate how many people wanted to play this game. I just logged on a second ago before we started the show just to see the change in servers. So when I signed up, pre-signed, for my character names, because I wanted the name Hill House on two different servers, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, it's just my that's my tag. So I wanted to go ahead and sign up for it. There was, I believe, there was
0: twelve servers. Now there's thirty. Your last name isn't like Smith or something. Yeah, right? ex-
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But now <laughs> you it's like, never get anything. <laughs>
1: I believe I just counted thirty-two servers, and out of those, only like six of them were at a low level. The rest of them were all high or full. So every single server is either high or full. They're constantly having to create new servers. So they've basically quadrupled the size of their servers or, you know, well, I'm (laughs) sorry, tripled the size of their servers that they've had. And uh, it's just going to keep growing. I mean, I don't think they understood the... The, uh, the power that this was going to have. And also, from what I'm understanding, is once you reach max level, um, there's a rumor going around. I'm going to go ahead and investigate it and see if it is true that you're going to get a free uh, version of the next expansion. Which wow. is would be Burning Crusade, I would assume. But, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But the thing is though that I've I, I learned some life lessons in class you know, compared classic WoW to uh WoW Today. You know, in WoW Today I can run out with my warrior or my death knight, and I'm considered fairly low level actually. I'm about item level three thirty-two on my Fury Death Warrior Death uh uh, uh Fury Warrior. And um I've got other friends that are, you know, closer to 400 plus. I think the max level is 440 on your item level right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not, you know, that high up. You know, I still do good in PvP, but I'm not that high up as far as PvE is concerned. So I don't do a lot of damage and whatnot. I can still pull five or six, you know, uh, uh, NPCs and, and start fighting them. You know, it's not a big deal. I can pull the mobs and I can fight all of them and kill them all and I survive through it. No, you don't do that at Wild Classic. It's not how it works. (laughs) I learned really quick that you will get smashed really, really fast, and I've already died. I don't know how many times. It's been absolutely ridiculous because the grind in Classic is truly real, and um, it just reminded me of that. And that's to me, it's just uh, it is a walk down memory lane, but it's a cool one. You know, it's one that I want to do again. So uh, it's just one of those games. And I think it's also drawing in a lot of new people that have been playing the uh, most recent versions. And now they're going to be able to play this old patch where you actually had to go do a 40-man raid or you had to go do Onyxia. And it took you forever to do it. Not just getting through it and killing it, but it took you forever and you had to strategize. So... Yeah, I think it's going to bring a lot of people in and it's going to be something good for Blizzard and you know, I love it. So I recommend you give it a shot if you can get a, your hands on it. Do it. It's worth it.
0: It you I mean it does bring up a really interesting idea right now. The whole um classic game revivals are at like an all-time high.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah. um
0: there's tons of companies talking about uh, remastering games that you would, wouldn't would even believe remastering. But then when it comes out, the fans come out in droves and no one can believe how not only successful it is um, from returning fans, but the fact that it can gain new fans. Like, it's insane. And I don't know quite what it is. Um, part of me says that maybe it's because we've achieved such a pinnacle in gaming currently in this generation of games looking like real life and they look like a movie and they have like top top actors in them uh, doing motion capture and then they have like actual composers doing music and stuff. Yeah. Maybe we hit such a peak of the quality of gaming that there's nowhere to go, which is not true of course. But maybe we've hit such a peak that there's a desire for something simple i don't know what it is i'm not sure if maybe it's the age of the people because maybe we're just in the perfect time where classic um, games are finally viable to sell to adults that are like old enough to pay for their own games and stuff i'm not really sure what it is what i think it is
1: because i've been asking a few people i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're good i mean Um, go ahead well, I've been I've been asking a few people when I'm playing online or chatting in one of my streams, you know, why why do we think that, you know, WoW Classic, for instance, is got such a huge audience right now in the streaming community. And tons of streamers, big streamers, are playing nothing but WoW Classic right now. And mm-hmm. the reason why is that I'm getting more I can't say unanimously, but the majority of the reason why people are going back to these classic style games and back to these older patches, not just a rework, but back to the older patch before it got, and I quote, easy. That's what they want. The old games, the nostalgic games took dedication. It took skill. It took time, and now it's not quite like that. I mean, you can almost go online for almost any game that's out there that's brand new, that gets released, and within a week, you know, you can go on to freaking YouTube and watch a five-minute video and learn how to beat it. Right. And then you just blast through it. But you can't do that with some of these older games. I mean, It's funny
0: you say that, because... um I was going to segue into a news point that I had later where um of like we we see that the Battle for Battle for Bikini Bottom SpongeBob game is being remastered and that's unbelievable that that's coming out. Um we got Warcraft, we've got the Spyro trilogy, we got the Crash Bandicoot trilogy recently. Yep. Yep. Even yep. like Minecraft is like a popular again, a game that has barely changed over the years, um, which is funny. Even the small changes that Minecraft has gone through, the diehard fans still want the original version, just like <laughs> Warcraft. The diehard fans still want to play it on the Java version, not on the PC version, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But but, but with all that, now Disney this um, winter announced that they were releasing a remastered duo of the Lion King, uh, NES, uh, SNES game, and the Aladdin Genesis game, which are just random games, and it's just Disney seeing that all these other titles are getting re-released and being successful, and they want to, you know, put their hand in the money jar too. And um, it's just crazy. And you know those games are going to do well. Oh yeah, even and though
1: everybody wants a piece of that pie.
0: And one of the few changes that they announced that they're adding to it because Lion King was a notoriously actually kind of hard game to play because it had bad hit detection and platform detection. Yeah, yeah. Um, They are adding an easy mode for it. So you were just talking about how classic games, we don't have the difficulty of it. Well, Disney has the answer to that. They're bringing back hard games and making them easy. (laughs) And that's so stupid. I hate that. I mean, me personally, I mean, why?
1: Why make it easy? You, you don't learn anything about the game. You don't learn anything from the game. It, and that's what made, okay, here, here's my thing. You, well, see, people, I'm, fine people, with,
0: I'm fine with easy modes on games where there's like a story. But on something like an SNES Lion King game that's just a bunch of platforming, why yeah. do you want an easy mode when it's just about skill? Well, and that's what it used to be about. Game, Video games
1: used to be about developing problem-solving skills and developing hand and eye coordination and things like that. With all these hacks and cheats and, and easy modes and all this <laughs> shit, dude, it's about not developing anything. It's about, hey, you can spend 60 bucks in a week instead of four weeks because you're going to want to buy yeah. a new fucking game. And that's what kills me, dude, is they – Yeah, it just to me, it's ruining the game industry, man. But if they, if people want to play easy modes, that's fine. But I'm going to guarantee you one thing I damn sure will never turn one on in mine ever. To me, you don't learn anything about the game, and to me, you're not (laughs) beating the game. You're not beating the game, you're beating a mode. That's it.
0: Well, see, you're bringing up something else now. So (laughs)
1: <laughs> Sorry, um, man, but that just no, pisses no, you're fine. Me it's off.
0: video no it's then there's different genres of video games and what you desire from it. So I think I, for the most part, I think I, even though I may not like to say it, I think I prefer a game with a well-developed story, and it's more cinema-based than it is skill-based. However, old school gamers and uh people that just played older games. It's more about the skill. So there's a desire to problem solve and a desire to uh, gain uh, skills from repetition, you know? So I think it's the difference between reading a story in the newspaper and solving the Sudoku on the next page. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) It's like, it's like that. So I think the industry has just gone so cinematic And it has become so storytelling, which is not bad, that I think maybe subconsciously there is a clear line where when you think about classic games, it's like, hey, I would like to play Pac-Man because it's like a Sudoku. But you're not going to say that. It's like, let me go solve this little thing um, that's a lot harder than something that's story based. But, you know, for three bucks, you know, it's like buying a crossword puzzle book, you know. Yeah. It's it's just totally different because it's like a quick skill test than a story test, but that doesn't apply to things like Spyro trilogy and uh, crash bandicoot trilogy, because those have something else going on to them. They have some sort of nostalgic charm that lets those um, sell so much and they're able to, revive that charm with a younger audience today, you know? I don't know. It's just something to think about. It's like, what is the actual reason why classic stuff is just exploding right now? You know, everybody wants a classic mini console. uh, And it doesn't matter what era it is. They're almost all successful. I laughed so hard at those one-up retro game uh cabinets that walmart started stocking about two years ago i was like who would pay three hundred dollars for a cabinet that is not actual size it's not even actual size and it only has like three games in it or one game sometimes i'm like who would buy this This it's just a waste of money i was like once the controls break you know it's just trash you know but sure enough, like they have gotten so popular, those One Up um, arcade cabinets that they even had a um, they even had a panel where they spoke at E three this year. Like that's how popular that One Up uh, arcade cabinet thing is, and people freaked out about the two titles they announced that they were going to release. It's crazy. Huh? They're they're like a company that is now like part of gaming news some a company that people keep track of you know what I mean and it's like yeah. that's not what you I thought when I saw them I was treating them like um at games some just trash emulator or something yeah um but they proved me wrong now they're like <laughs> one of the uh poster children of retro gaming and uh I don't know how I feel about it it's just it doesn't matter what era it's from. And that's what makes it so confusing. So it's not a certain type of retro because battle for bikini bottom is not going to be skill based. Like it has platforming and stuff, Yeah, but you're not, that's not like super skill based. That's like a casual game, you know? Um, so there's, there's a mixture of nostalgia and I think actually having challenging games, um, and i think it may also have heavily to do with the fact that we've kind of hit the peak of the quality of games and things like minecraft people like realize that what makes a game great is not the visuals like yeah minecraft is the most popular game right now which the is the structure
1: of the game is what makes the game yeah. and we, we talked about that a couple of episodes ago has nothing to do necessarily you know cinematics visual cinematics like in uh let's say uh Final Fantasy 14, that kind of thing. Those are beautiful. Okay. I'm, there's right, no but, denying. I
0: mean, boobs. Me. But so. Well, it just. It doesn't matter. A lot of these different that's games. That's a totally dude. different category.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking but, about that. But you know what I'm talking about, man. You yes. know what I mean? It's, it's visually, some of these games are absolutely beautiful and they you know, defy everything that other games are doing. However, if they don't have structure and they don't have anything, any meat inside of it, they, ain't nobody going to want to bite that sandwich, dude. Nobody wants to bite bread and mayonnaise. They want some meat in there, dude. They want something good in there. So it's got to have some structure. Otherwise it's, it's shit. Ugh. That's just my saying.
0: I'm just imagining rubbing the bread together with that. With that viscosity that. between it. Uh, anyway hearing that moist I, no i think you talking about you talking about work you talking about warcraft is a good segue into a lot of our news points oh yeah um it, it let me talk about the aladdin lion king remaster coming out this christmas and, um, and i
1: can even talk about the uh the um blizzard's uh latest lawsuit that they just filed
0: Yes, I wanted you to go ahead and talk about that. Well, uh, Let's basically, hear about the latest lawsuit from Blizzard. <laughs> there was a game uh, that was
1: online earlier, uh, earlier this week actually, um, or last week. I'm sorry, uh, Glorious Saga, which uh, basically had images that were based on World of Warcraft art, and even some of these <laughs> freaking characters had the same names, dude. Um, it's just lazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so basically, um, Blizzard filed a lawsuit against a, a web-based uh, mobile game that just blatantly ripped off World of Warcraft. And this this
0: was a Bethesda game?
1: Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it's a Chinese game developer called Sina. S-I-N-A Games. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: I Basi- mean, I assumed it was Chinese. I'm just talking about Bethesda with their role-playing. Game <laughs> of course, of course. And, and I w- dragons. I w-
1: honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> but uh, basically, their lawsuit says that, uh, quote, it is almost entirely copied from the Warcraft games and related products, end quote. Uh, the images on the uh, Facebook page and Google Play listing, uh, everywhere that it was, where it was called uh, Glorious Saga and Glorious World, Um <laughs> they were uh blatantly taken from Warcraft. I mean it was obvious. It was 100% obvious. Um every character in the game was copied. Uh, uh some of the same names from the popular characters were co- it, uh, here here's some of them. Gul'dan, Malfurion, Jaina Proudmore. Those are major fucking characters in the game.
0: Wait, first um, and last name? Oh, yeah.
1: Every, <laughs> basically everything uh, from NPCs, monsters, vehicles, everything was copied. Weapons, everything, clothes you wear, uh, charms. It, dude, absolutely nuts. And if you look at the cover of the game, it's an actual reverse of the cover of World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth oh with God. the orc and the human screaming at each other face to face, but it's a reverse of it with the human on the left and the orc on the right. You
0: got to watch out for them copyright laws. You want to reverse that image. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Don't want those pesky copyrights to get you.
1: Um, they're asking for the maximum statutory damages of 150000 per copyright plus legal fees. And, um, you're talking about uh i I don't know how many
0: r- copyrights. it's just absolutely insane.
1: Um, you
0: know what's funny is this is this is nothing new for Blizzard. Blizzard is constantly getting Chinese ripoffs of their IPS. Um, yeah. I don't know how many mobile games have been a ripoffs of Overwatch, like down to character oh, yeah. names too. And I think it's a testament to how Blizzard. Has such good. We were just talking about a gameplay where they have this idea, and it's such straightforward gameplay, and it's such an original. Oh
1: my god! Way of
0: doing it that it's too tempting for like Chinese companies to just copy and paste. You
1: know, I'm looking at a picture of the Malfurion from *Glorious Saga* and the Malfurion from *Heroes of the Storm*, which is owned by Blizzard. He's one of the characters, okay, from the Warcraft saga. Dude, the one from Gloria Saga is like a miniaturized pop vinyl version of the one from Heroes of the Storm. It's a blatant, dude, even the staff. The staff is a staff, a wooden staff with a half moon made of wood. And then inside of it is a crescent moon. It's exactly the same. The beard, the (laughs) antlers of this, everything. It's insane, dude. It's a complete (laughs) fucking rip off, man. It's crazy. And, you know, um, one person that I was uh, because I was looking, you know, I wanted to go through some Mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, the scuttlebutt, you know, some of the um, forums about all this. And one that I thought actually brought up an interesting theory that. They wonder if a bunch of these companies, these Chinese companies are going to do this blatantly and try to make as much money as possible before they get these lawsuits, because, you know, in hell, they're never going to pay them. Um, but are they doing this in response to all these tariffs that have been put against them by the U.S.? So they're going on some sort of retaliatory war financially against the U.S. So it, it, I don't know. It seemed like a good conspiracy to look up. So maybe I'll do some investigative journalism and we'll take a look at it.
0: Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Um, (laughs) I do know that Blizzard is... They're kind of like the Disney of games. Oh, yeah. Uh, As far as if anyone does anything, they try to take it down. Um,
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they tried with Paladins, but it didn't work.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a lot to be said about the Paladins thing, but Paladins is kind of... Has has made themselves unique enough where it's it's about as close to Overwatch as Team Fortresses, you know. Uh huh. Um, yeah, there's enough difference with Paladins that it's 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 not really that big of a deal. And also, the, the, the kind similarities of can't even be said
1: copied. You know, the similarities can't even be said they're copied.
0: Yeah, and they've been better. Thank God. <laughs> They've been better with the newer characters. I think the original Paladins lineup was like really close to just Overwatch clones. But the ones that they released after, there's a lot more originality to that. But I think Paladins kind of... I think high-res kind of depends on Paladins probably for an income. And um, when they started out, they didn't have really much going for them. So they've probably improved every aspect of how they design games. Oh, yes. So I think they just... uh, They've just upped their game since the initial launch of Paladins. Um, A lot of the newer uh, champions that they uh, have added are a lot more original. They're not just rip-offs of Overwatch heroes. Because like in the base one, Makoa is literally Roadhog. I mean... Yeah, he It's one he thing really to is. have a hook. Yeah, it's one thing to have a hook. It's another to have a a shotgun that's the same yeah. width and length. And it's another thing to be a bulky like tank. And the only difference like, that's
1: really between the two is that he can get inside his shell and spin around and knock you around a little bit.
0: Yeah, and he can't heal either. But yeah, I mean, yeah. almost everything about, about Paladins, it feels like they're champions have more abilities than uh heroes in Overwatch. Yeah, they um, do. They they're and uh and it's it's um,
1: um there's a good variety of abilities. You know, uh, some are some are a little tighter than others, but yeah, I I think they've yeah. done a good job since they've gone uh out of the beta and changed it up. I think they've done a really good job. So I I I myself personally know several people that have gotten hooked on the game since I've been playing it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really improved a lot over the years. Um, but since we're still talking about Blizzard and uh, classic games, let's keep talking about Blizzard. Uh-huh. Um, they, um, oh, Power A accidentally posted <laughs> a <laughs> Nintendo Switch case on yeah. Amazon um, that was officially licensed by Blizzard and Nintendo, And it had the Overwatch logo on it, and it is black with a yellow zipper. And um, it's pretty obvious that um, they're probably going to announce Overwatch coming to the Switch at this next Nintendo Direct. Um, But the proof that they weren't supposed to uh, post it was that within an hour of it being on Amazon, it was taken down. Oh, wow. So... It wasn't even subtle how they took it down, but um, it was up there for less than an hour. And um, But it pretty much confirms that Overwatch is coming to the Switch, which is interesting because it's clearly a move made because Paladins has been so successful on the Switch since it was added. Um, but frankly speaking, Overwatch should have been on it like a year ago. It feels very late as an announcement. I I don't think there's going to be as much excitement about it as there would have been about a year ago. But I guess this is one of those things that uh, uh, Jeff with the Overwatch team has been hinting at when he's saying there's big things coming in 2019. Uh, I guess this is something that they've known about since probably December or something, you know, Um, but it's, I think that's pretty much confirmed. The fact that I I feel like it's confirmed is the fact that it said officially licensed by blizzard. I don't think blizzard would officially license an overwatch case for the switch. If they were not putting overwatch on it, that's ridiculous. Yeah, You know? Yeah. Which actually brings more merit to, um, some rumors that we heard about two months ago about possibly tracer being added to, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Oh, wow. Uh, Everyone was kind of laughing about it because it was just a rumor. They're like, yeah, probably not. Blizzard probably wouldn't add a character to Smash. But uh, if Overwatch is coming to it, I can see if they advertise it on Nintendo's Direct uh, and they say Overwatch coming, I would not be surprised if right after it said, you know, the day it releases, we're also adding uh, Tracer to... Super Smash Brothers, wow. that seems like a good timing. And that could be why they're waiting to release both. You know, yeah. It could be why we haven't seen an Overwatch character in Smash Brothers already. So that's pretty exciting, pretty cool for Nintendo people to finally get some Overwatch. They've been able to get some Blizzard. Uh, you can play Diablo 3 on uh, the Switch. But um, I guess they've seen the success of Diablo And they've seen the success of Paladins, and they've probably just seen it as a no-brainer. But, you know, with Paladins, it's different. Paladins is still cross-platform. You can play against people on Xbox and PC um, from the Switch. But with Overwatch, it's probably still not going to be cross-platform. So it'd be interesting to see what a game like... What a game on an Overwatch on the Switch would feel like with such a small player base, probably on launch, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because it's not, it's not a cross platform. I wonder how long it would take to find a game, you know? But, it might um, take a while. Oh, you know what could happen? I'm sorry. This is, I'm sorry. This is way off point. But we've been talking about Overwatch going free to play for a long time. Um, it could coincide with that. They could release it on the Switch and also release it as free to play, you know, because if they did that, uh, it would have a, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about the size of the player base if it was free to play. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And technically, on the Switch, there's really not that much that's free to play on the Switch. It's like Fortnite, mm-hmm. um, Hulu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's really not that much when you go into the store and search for free or something it's ridiculously small uh it's mostly just demos and stuff so um if there was ever a good time to be free to play on the switch it's right now because when that kid can't get his parents to buy him a new game and he's searching that store for free games you know
1: yeah, exactly that's
0: all he can get um because right now it really is just Fortnite and paladins yeah and that's why paladins is going doing well on the switch you know yeah
1: that's true because there's
0: not much competition (laughs) um so i don't know um i'm not really that hopeful on overwatch finally going free to play but i mean you can dream
1: yeah that's true um you can but i doubt that it's gonna happen
0: (laughs) yeah i really doubt it I mean, there's been like rumors about that would be like World Um, of
1: Warcraft going free to play.
0: I'm not sure if that will ever go free to play. I don't know why, though. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I guess it's to keep the servers under control. If you have a a pay gate, you know, it'd just be out of this (laughs) world how many people would be playing it. Yeah. If it was free. (laughs) Um, some more news. Let me just knock out some more. Um, if you wanted to feel old, um, the Arkham oh, Batman wow. games just turned 10 years old. Uh, the first one came out 10 years ago. That's crazy. That is crazy. To be honest, to be honest I'm kind of surprised it's not older. Because that first Arkham game was on PS3, and that feels like that was way over 10 years ago. Yeah. So um, maybe it doesn't make you feel old because that that makes me feel kind of young. Cause I feel like the Arkham series has been around a long time. Um, that's crazy though. Uh, yeah, it was 10 years ago that it came out. Um, they did a little tweet about it. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, just a very little cool piece of trivia. Um, later this month on the 25th Mario Kart tour is releasing on phones. So iOS and Android. Oh, wow. Um, Basically, it's just going to be Mario Kart for your phone. Um, I don't yet know how I feel about always having to play with real people over an internet connection, but, I mean, you really have to wait till it comes out. I'm sure it's going to be a free game that probably has microtransactions in it. Probably. Um, so when it comes out, we can all try it, see what that's about.
1: Yeah, I'll probably um, give that a shot. I might even... I might even stream a little bit of that on mobile. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's going to be vertical. It's a vertical uh, cart game, which is kind of interesting. Um, It's interesting that it doesn't make you put it in a horizontal mode to play, but all the demos of it do vertical. And the advantage of vertical is, number one, you can play with one hand. Number two, if it's focusing on jumping and stuff, it has a lot of... Camera space for going up and down, you know.
1: Ah, okay.
0: <coughs> I
1: suppose, Excuse but me. I don't know. That seems odd, too. At the same time, but hmm.
0: yeah, definitely.
1: I might wait. Then. Um,
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, just try it out. It's yeah. uh, I mean, it's probably going to be. I mean, it's going <coughs> to be free, and you know. Yeah, you why not? Have your opinion of it. Yeah. Um since we've been skipping around in my bulletin, let me see. Okay, Dying Light. Mhm. Um they announced that there is going to be a sequel and you can go up and uh, go to YouTube and look up 25 minutes of gameplay of it. You can see a lot of gameplay. It really? looks really cool. Um if you like the first Dying Light game, which is a really good game, especially for its time period. Um Dying Light 2 looks like it's going to have even more uh, parkour elements to it, so it's going to look even more like Mirror's Edge with zombies. Um, some, I think there was a quote saying that there was twice as many parkour moves in it, so I don't know. It looks really fun. Um, the 25-minute uh, gameplay also includes a lot of uh, choices as far as how the story goes. So Oh, cool. Um, I love that we'll kind see of stuff. How, yeah, we'll see how much that actually affects gameplay, rather than just being, you know, <laughs> uh, choices that really don't matter. Um, if it actually affects gameplay really deep, that'll be really cool.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I don't think we have a date on it yet, but it was just teased, and we've seen some gameplay, and it looks really, really good. Awesome. Um, really, be sure to check that out when it comes out. Um, also. <laughs> There was a patent uh, filed for a guitar peripheral for video games. So Uh it's got to be a a new Guitar Hero peripheral or Rock Band, one of the two. And if it is Guitar Hero, which is what a lot of people think it is, um, does anyone want a Guitar Hero game again? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they tried to make a revival with Guitar Hero Live. Uh, It was a couple of years ago. And Guitar Hero Live was cool because you could basically choose what songs you wanted to have because you could go to its online store mm-hmm. and pay just a couple of bucks for tons of different songs. Downloadable you know? content, so you yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have to have the songs that came with it, you know. Yeah. So that was a cool idea, but what happened was – They would lose rights to songs. So even though you bought songs, they would disappear from your library. (laughs) And that rubbed people the wrong way. So it was kind of just a bad way to go out with the Guitar Hero franchise. Uh, They tried to revive it, and the revival (laughs) was kind of a slap to the face. Uh, It had a cool idea. But the thing is, if the game has a base set of songs in it, yeah and it comes on a disk there's no way that they could take those songs from you. so I don't know if they do come back with Guitar Hero, I think it would have to be just a game, you know and it would have to not have downloadable songs, you know yeah, I could see that but you but you know it would be cool if it was a smart enough game, to generate to generate um, rhythm based actions because that's all it is. It's just you click these notes at these times and you, you you could pass the level. It'd be cool if it could generate that within seconds of basically streaming a song through it. you know, so a lot of consoles like uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox, they have the ability to download Pandora and Spotify on the console itself. So it'd be cool if this new Guitar Hero or whatever rhythm-based game it is, it'd be cool if it allowed you to basically stream music from those other apps into it. Yeah. And within seconds, it could, like, calculate, you know, a rhythm. Because, like, you're not fucking playing guitar. You know, it's four buttons. You know, no song is four buttons. I mean, if it's chords, yeah, okay. There's tons of songs that are four chords. But (laughs) you can't play any song with just four keys, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, if that's what it is, if it's just about rhythmically jamming out to songs that you like and that's what people get out of it, then I feel like there's a way to make it have an analyzing ability where it could analyze a new track and then add that into not like while it goes. Cause that's maybe years from now, but like just a few seconds where it just like analyzes the song real quick and then spits out a, uh, custom thing for you. That would be cool. Yeah. That then would you wouldn't be have to cool. worry about, you wouldn't have to worry about copyrights and stuff because you could basically feed it any information, you know? Also the copyrights are owned by you temporarily for renting that service, you know? So I don't know. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm very hesitant for Guitar Hero to come back. It's just.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's too many other good ones that are out there like uh, Rocksmith. I mean, Rocksmith, you can actually plug an actual guitar into your Xbox or your PC and uh, play, you know, so there's. Yeah, it's just. uh, Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I knew a guy that actually learned songs on Rocksmith rather than Oh yeah. Uh looking up tablature or something. Dude, you my, know.
1: my nephew learned how to play um uh Walk This Way by Aerosmith on Rocksmith.
0: It's crazy. And Rocksmith's really he was really like, he was cool like cool Yeah, idea. yeah,
1: that was fun. That's cool. And I'm like, dude, you know how to play an electric guitar, bro. Learn some, you know, and plus the thing that I like about Rocksmith <laughs> is that they actually have games that teach you how to play chords and how to move your fingers and how to get your fingers in shape in order to play the guitar. So it, it actually teaches you how to play the guitar. That's the cool <laughs> thing about it. So yeah.
0: The guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last piece of news I have before I just hand it over to you is a, uh, we could talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of prepared to talk about it for a little bit. So, 2K20 just released a promo where it shows all the great basketball moves, all the great life that you can have sitting on a couch and shooting the breeze, and I don't know what the fuck. Like it's it's like the biggest ego trip thing I've ever seen. I really hate ads for 2K20 or any game that's a sports game. Where it then advertises how you can live the life of a crazy wealthy uh, sports star. Yeah. Like, I hate that aspect of a game. Like, it's okay to add, like, just make that a fucking different game. Why does that have to be, why does this career mode thing have to be in every freaking game like maybe you just want to play the game and like why do you have to advertise it as oh it's also like a sims game with really bad voice acting <laughs> and um <laughs> and you can just pretend to be like crazy wealthy yeah. in addition to that they released an ad that showed all that crazy life of being ridiculously wealthy and it showed for a couple of seconds on the screen um, a slot machine where the game doesn't just have like loot boxes, but it has literal slot machines in it where that's how you pull the cards and the stat stuff or whatever the F on the build-your-own-hero-easy-bake-oven thing that 2K20 is spitting out. But, But that... Is just randomly in there, and it shows a little guy in the corner that's playing the game. Like, you yeah. know, supposed to be us. And he's freaking the fuck out about his slot machine, like, landing on something and giving him a certain thing. He's, like, jumping up and down on his couch. <laughs> so, oh, my God. not only is it, like, glorifying gambling, but it's showing you exactly what a certain type of gambling looks like. So, I mean... If a kid sees a slot machine, he's going to be like, oh, it's like 2K20. In addition to that, you can't say, oh, well, it's not for kids. The game is rated E. (laughs) And they just started this year adding gambling as a reason that games are rated higher. There's a lot of games that are rated like E10 or teen because there's like a small aspect of the game that has gambling in it. This game not only has a slot machine in it, but I guarantee you it has a slot machine that the game is probably going to always remind you about. Yeah. I bet the game before you load any game, like you just want to play a game of basketball. And I bet right before it's like, Hey, don't forget to check out your free spin at the slot machine. Yeah. You get one a day. And you're like, yeah. Oh, cool. You Let get me one not a day. play the game. You can yeah. bet on it. <laughs> yeah. You can bet on it. And, uh, yeah, like I guarantee you it's gonna constantly be like, hey, yeah. guess what? There's another spin at the slot because you just scored a hundred points in this game. You're like, oh, cool. And then it's like, wait, I can get another spin and not have to play a full game if I put down ninety nine cents. <laughs> you know? And then like before you know it, the whole world of gambling is opened up to this yep. small impressional child. And uh I don't know. It's just yeah. so Oh, there's gonna be it's some the uh,
1: there's gonna be some shit over it, dude.
0: The thing is, we did just talk about the the literal casino in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, oh my. My. yeah, But that game is rated M.
1: Yeah. So exactly, like, there's a huge difference. It's
0: it's for adults, you know. So yeah, if a kid's playing it, that's a whole another problem. Yeah. But this game is rated E, and it's glorifying. Slot machines. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just no shame. No, there really isn't. Two K. You know,
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Dude. I don't know. It's crazy. Who knows know. what's be- gonna happen with it though? You know, there's gonna be some big hullabaloo that comes up. Something's gonna happen. So there's gonna be some sort of shit about it. You know, it's, nothing it's, it's ever really be
0: happens though. That's what's so funny. It will make the news, and, they'll and guess have to, what? They'll it's have just gonna to be good PR.
1: Yeah, but they'll have to backpedal or they'll have to re you know, uh reevaluate their rating, you know, all this other crap. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big thing. It's gonna be a huge they thing. They are not
0: it. gonna reevaluate their rating. There's no way that they will well, what I'm saying they, is they would they're gonna be told that
1: they have to reevaluate their rating right. in order to keep their game. But there's no way they're going to. You're right, because there's too many kids that love playing basketball, that love playing right. that game. And I know several people that are getting ready to stream that game. But oof. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um <sighs> it's gonna be crazy. There's no way that game would be successful without keeping that E rating. So they have to keep that E rating for the holidays and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question is, if they do get backlash and people say you have to increase the rating or remove it, would they remove it? Yeah. I'm thinking they might try to just reskin it. <laughs> I think they, they might could. try to like hide it as something else, you know? Yeah. Or make it not look like a slot machine. Make it look more like a carnival are- game, perhaps. Yeah, which would make no sense in a basketball game, but I mean okay. <laughs> well,
1: what about like uh <laughs> It's just randomly it's, uh,
0: you're playing as a basketball player
1: and he goes to a carnival. No, no, like I'm saying like maybe one of those uh basketball game uh, uh games that you see oh, like you at the Chuck E like, Cheese. Oh, Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, you mean like the fake Yeah, yes. that would actually That
1: would actually work. You get a shot at the basket to win so many tickets. <laughs> there you go. I gave and you an the idea ti- there, 2K twenty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the tickets are the premium currency that you can also buy in the game. Yes. That's the thing. The shot at the basket gives you like one ticket, but like a yeah. dollar gives you like a hundred tickets. So nobody would ever play the game.
1: Like hitting it, <laughs> hitting the backboard and getting it in will give you maybe one, giving giving a swish will give you two.
0: <laughs> yeah. You gotta make it so, so many in a
1: row will give you so many extra.
0: Right, you have to make the dollar equal so much gameplay time that nobody would ever want to spend the time grinding it. Well, basically, you get to shoot until you miss. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, and that would be the attraction to it. People would say, shoot till you miss. Yep. And you miss the first shot. There you go. Hey,
1: you can call me for other ideas, and we'll talk contract.
0: (laughs) Oof. Okay, so that's all I had. All I right. was all over the place, but go ahead and no, you're good. Um, there whatever is whatever we didn't touch on in yours. Well, there is
1: some um, some uh, actual some uh, scandal, more scandal going on um, back in uh, back in 2018. Um, there was a uh, the editor of the Guardian wrote that because um, all this Me Too stuff was going on, and uh, which ended up showing you know in Hollywood alone you know, uh, a bunch of uh, uh, sexual misconduct, you know, and um, people started coming forward and a lot of things started coming out that we didn't know about or that some people maybe did know about, just didn't want to talk about. Well, now it's starting to happen to the video game industry. Um, and the, the sheer volume of people who have come forward uh, several with the same stories about certain high level individuals in the uh, uh developer industry um it's there's no way to ignore it there's no way to say that it didn't happen there's it's just uh it's just too much information that's coming out right now and several things have happened because of it um just to name two uh that I was looking at um, uh, designer and composer Alec uh, Holoka uh, from *Night of the Woods*, *Night in the Woods*. Uh, his uh, can- his project was canceled. Um, the creators of that game have cut ties with him. Um, he is basically cannot get a job in the industry right now. And the Oculus co-founder, and Oculus is a Facebook company, by the way. Um, yeah. Michael Antonov, uh, he's also been accused of sexual assault. Um, from back in 2016 uh, in which uh, several of these people have also filed complaints long, a long time ago with people that have come forward to corroborate their stories and nothing was ever done. So basically from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing in uh, several stories and um, a couple of different forums is Uh, It all stemmed from uh, uh, one artist and game designer. Her name is Natalie Lawhead. And she put up a blog post titled Calling Out My Rapist. And she accused uh, a guy named Jeremy Sewell, a composer behind Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Elder Scrolls, (laughs) and um, accused him of rape while they were working together in 2008. And... After that happened, she said, "I don't care about backlash. I don't care if the fans come after me." She goes, "My story—the story was never given a chance," and she's done. She says, "I'm tired of it happening, and it needs to stop." And right after that, all these other accusations came out. And like I said, the the uh, it, it, this isn't the first time that people have been accused in a video game industry, but nobody listened. Before that's just what it looks like and what it sounds like from what I'm seeing, but like I said earlier, the the amount of complaints that are coming and are still coming right now. um, Yeah. Also, you put that together with the the positions that these guys are in; these are higher ups at these game development companies. Um, it makes it feel like it's this is their Me Too moment, man. This is where it's going to happen. And this is where um, what they're saying is going to actually lead to changes in the industry. They're saying that it's been uh, uh, a place of uh, abuse and, uh, you know, toxic and behavior and misconduct and sexism and where it's just everywhere in this industry. That's what these people are starting to say now. So um, this is going to, this is going to, Uh, put a, put a stop to that. I think just like it did in Hollywood, it's basically, it's saying, okay, guess what? Here it is. It's in your face. This is what's going on. Now you guys need to do something about it. And yeah, it's, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. But uh, there are a lot of people that are cutting ties with a lot of these high-end folks. Um, Guy from Facebook, uh, Oculus founder, uh, Michael Antonov, he was put on the, um, uh, basically said that he worked at oculus and that he was uh, currently an employee but then that May he was taken off. So basically what happened is um, when uh, Facebook acquired oculus and this accusation came out, the people who uh, um, took over the um, the uh, that team, from facebook who took it over they basically said no we take this crap seriously and they started investigating it immediately and uh basically they said that he uh joined the um ai team from oculus in 2018 but in may he was they it stated that his employment ended so uh and all the other co-founders, this is interesting, of Oculus, they left the company as of mid-August. So, there's a lot of people who say that, yeah, Oculus was a horrible place, a horrible experience, and um, before Facebook acquired it, um, there was all this stuff that was happening that was coming out, and when Facebook acquired it in 2014, and then they learned of the allegations, apparently, they started taking it seriously and said, okay, let's investigate it, and that's why people were gone. People are, you know, out of there, but, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, what is going to do con- like
0: a VR investigation?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I can see that, but it's, yeah, it's, some, sorry, go ahead. It's some pretty serious, uh, accusations. Yeah, um, um, she said that this happened to her in 2016. So it was after it was acquired by Facebook and yep. that she, um, she went ahead and made a, uh, an accusation after that, uh, and made a report. And then she said, no, you don't get to keep doing this stuff. And then she went after him and they, yeah. So hopefully they're taking it seriously and they're going to do something about it. And, um, I think this Sounds is going to be a turnaround. When did this for...
0: story come out? Cause
1: Oh, this is days Facebook ago. Facebook has
0: done a, okay. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about this. I feel like Facebook is doing a pretty good job keeping it on the low. They probably because, are because they're because probably even if you're taking care of it, their you time. still don't want to market something that was built on such
1: yes negativity and <laughs>
0: despised negativity and yes you know yep misconduct and that's the word yeah um, yeah uh, there's another company that's had trouble with this recently where they don't really talk about what's wrong with the company yeah but people just say oh there's a bunch of uh, inappropriate. Behavior in the company, and that's BioWare. BioWare has had so much yes. trouble in the last yep. few years. Um, I might just talk about the history of BioWare one day. There's just so much crazy stuff that's happened with yeah. just the members of BioWare. Um, well,
1: you know, the problem with all this happening too right now is that this is also, unfortunately, you know, but... If, if people that are higher up knew this was going on, then these companies deserve exactly what they're going to get out of all this. But unfortunately, this is going to bring a lot of negativity to some companies like Bethesda, who have not been having a lot of great publicity as far as their games are concerned. <laughs> and so this is going to be even, you know, kind of sour that milk even more. It's they're not going to look good or smell good or even taste good to a bunch of people, man. And it's just it's going to be nasty for them. You know, I I think it's unfortunate, but they're going to have to suffer through this and they're going to have to figure out a way to make it right. And the only thing that they can do at this point, in my personal opinion, is they need to support these ladies that are coming out saying that this happened. They need to investigate it thoroughly or let the law enforcement do it. And they need to get to the bottom of it. And they need to resolve it because number one, it shouldn't have been happening in the first place. And number two, yeah. number two, it, if it did and people reported it years ago, then I, that's one of the things that I want to see as a change in is that when it gets reported, it gets dealt with immediately because it's not a joke. It's not a joke. And you know, that's, that's how these gaming companies need to deal with it. But yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they, uh, they learn from it and they start uh getting rid of all that crap that's going on and, you know, just to get back to what it is, is, you know, treating their people right and letting their people develop and, and make some beautiful and creative games. You know, anyway, I'm off my yeah. soapbox.
0: So anyway, let's talk yeah, about not, something else. <laughs> not to, not to destroy uh, <laughs> the very good topic of talking about misconduct and stuff, but, Speaking of Bethesda since you brought them up, sure. what do they need to do to make their name good again? Is it another re-release of Skyrim? Probably not. No. Um <laughs> but I mean, that's not too bad of an angle. It seems like all every company can look really good these days if they do a bunch of remasters of classic games that they have. But that's only going to get so them I so think far. It could make their name look better, though, because right now I don't think anyone wants anything new from Bethesda because everything they released new is trash. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, I can see that. If they do anything new, they need to come out with something that is completely uh, next gen, different, uh you know, change the game world kind of thing you know that that's and unfortunately those are kind of few and far between and hard to come by you only have those real epic games every once in a while you know what i mean but they need yes. they need one of those to drop into their lap that's what they really need um either that or like you said you know the uh i mean is there something new they could add to skyrim is there a new chapter they could add to it
0: <laughs> i mean i Yeah, they could do the next Elder Scrolls, but I think the problem is people are so scared of anything they do that I don't think they wanted them to touch that. I don't think they want Elder Scrolls 6. I don't think they want them to touch that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, At least they could ruin the shit out of it. You're right. Yeah, I'm just looking through some of their old games. Uh, There's something called The Call of Cthulhu. Uh Uh-huh. And it was released back in 05. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling them they need to remaster that game. <laughs> it's not a franchise. It's just one game. Yeah. Looks like there's a bunch of uh, Satanism in it. Sounds yeah. like a romp. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bethesda remaster Call of Cthulhu. I know Ubisoft may have some rights to it too, but if you remaster that game, people will be mind-blown.
1: Mind blown.
0: (laughs) Half of the people will be like, what the fuck is this game? But um, I mean, seriously, that's what they need to do. And the thing is, if you say, oh, they need to remaster old games. The thing is, they've been doing that. Yeah, they have. But they've been doing that with their main franchises. They need to do it with random one off games that don't have a franchise and see if people react to it. And uh, it, then they might have a new franchise because That's people true. are not enjoying.
1: I'm not saying remaster not, the old games, dude. I'm saying add a new chapter to it.
0: Right. There's also that. I mean, something like Call of Cthulhu, which I have no idea what it is. If it's a good game, I'm sorry if I'm dissing on it. But they could actually do a sequel to it <laughs> called Cthulhu 2. And no one has any idea what the first game is. But um, they could do a sequel or a you know, yeah. Just a yeah. reboot. And uh I don't know. It's just use your IPs. That seems to be the new thing is is begging developers to use the IPs they own. Um THQ Nordic is apparently really jazzed about the IPs they have. Yeah. But um hopefully we'll see more more uh developers take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, that would be very cool. That would be very, very cool.
0: But go ahead. You can go on. I just wanted well, to talk about Bethesda for a bit. No, not at all, man. That's perfectly fine. Um,
1: there is some new information regarding the uh, Switch. I don't know if you see this, but uh, there's games now that are supporting voice chat on the Switch. Um,
0: yeah, you I know, heard about
1: that. Yeah, yeah. It's actually something kind of cool. Um, what you have to do is you do have to uh, use... Hook an-
0: your cell phone up?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, there's something like that. Okay, that's still that. It's the via uh, via the Nintendo's mobile app. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, but and you also you know to play online multiplayer and voice chat using the app, you need to have the uh, the paid membership of the Nintendo Switch Online.
0: Ugh.
1: But uh, here is a list. <laughs> I've got a list here that gives you um, that allows voice chat via the app, and that's split into. Uh, Splatoon 2 is one of them, yeah. ARMS, uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces, Marvel Ultimate (laughs) Alliance 3, The Black Order, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Red Faction, Gorilla Re-Mars Turd, (laughs) I don't know why I had to say it like that. Saints Row, the third, the full package uh, that has it, Schools of the Shogun, uh, Bonafide Edition, uh, Stardew Valley, Super Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and uh, TT Isle of Man. Also, the entire NES, Nintendo Switch online game library supports uh, voice chat. So when you're using the app, um, so you know it's it's kind of crappy that you have to use the app. You know um, the audio it's quality. They
0: didn't create a party system for the Switch. Yeah, the audio
1: they, the audio <laughs> quality from all the reviews that I've read and from some customer reviews, it still isn't great. Um, it drains your phone battery, so you're probably gonna have to leave your phone plugged in. Um, and it, it just it's
0: crazy that they could put that app on the Switch, right?
1: Yeah, but no, yeah, you <laughs> it's wish they out could. Switch a
0: separate piece of hardware. <laughs> it's because the Switch is not microphone compatible. It has a headphone jack, but you can't Bluetooth to it. it. It doesn't have any microphone capability. And I don't know why they didn't correct that with the new models of the switch. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Well,
1: they, they offer multiplayer games though, right now that, uh, with native support for voice chat, even if they aren't included on the Nintendo switch online app, um, and that's through Vivox, and uh, it's a cross-platform voice and text chat that um, people are using. Um, but they use those in PUBG and Rainbow Six Siege. So they got uh, Fortnite, Smite, Paladins, DC Universe, and Friday the 13th. that can use the nati- they, those natively support voice chat on the Switch. So you are able to use those. But you have to have okay. a headset with an mic. You know what? I forgot mic. about that. Yeah.
0: I forgot that Fortnite does that because I've even done that. I yes. forgot about that.
1: Well it's cool that Paladins um, does it too. You know, I was unaware that Paladins did that for the Switch. But yeah, yeah they um I but, don't
0: know. It's just it's yeah, so it's,
1: ridiculous. It, they should be able to put a program, you know, like you said, they should be able to put the app into the Switch and you should just be able to plug your headset in and do the voice chat. It's just ridiculous that you can't. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
0: Because when you start trying to describe how to do what yeah. you're trying to do. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is play it on another console then. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like,
0: like, dude, just stop talking about that. Just play it anywhere else. <laughs> exactly. And that's really that's really bad for yeah. your product if it immediately makes you think, there's got to be an easier way. Oh, yeah. Any other way is easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It's nuts, dude. It, it really is. It doesn't uh, make 100% sense. But, yeah, I agree. They they just need to add it to it. And that's maybe that's something that they're looking at, you know, but, um, you know, they're so worried about the new Switch coming out that they haven't even, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, on to the next thing. Uh, Gears 5 that's coming out on the, um, I believe, on the 9th. And, uh, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of people are anticipating this game. I'm actually looking forward to it. I've started, oh, I'm sorry, on the 10th. And, uh, but you can, uh, play it on the 6th, um, if you have Game Pass Ultimate on Xbox, which (laughs) I do, and I am currently downloading the game. So, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, one of the things that's really cool about this is that, um, uh, according to the uh, PAX panel that they did in uh, Seattle uh, two days ago, um, they were discussing all the new features that were coming in and, um, you know, some of the things that you're going to get uh, with this, which is also one of them is a companion bot that flows around with you whose name is Jack, and he can cloak you. And uh, basically, he he plays into... Um, a part of the game itself and one of the design goals for the coalition uh, that they have for gears five. So uh, it sounds
0: like destiny. Yeah.
1: Kind of a little bit. Um, (laughs) It kind of did when I was reading that earlier today and uh, when I was looking at that, but uh, basically you, um, you know, you're, you're on a skiff and you're using this for your transportation through all your campaigns and you'll be able to take side weapons and the, you know, the normal things that you were able to do with installing upgrades for Jack and, you know, weapon loadouts, et cetera. Um, But the idea behind what they're doing now is that you have more choices about what you're doing at any time during the campaign. So, Um, You have more choices about if you're in combat, you have more choices about what you're going to be doing. And apparently that's going to also affect the game, which is sounds kind of cool. But the coolest thing about it is that they have a level. (laughs) They have one level dude that is um, they say is 50 times larger than any other previous level in gears of war. And, uh, yeah, they say it's going to be the um the biggest campaign in the entire series on this level. So, it should be a lot of fun, man. I I'm looking forward to it. Uh I think it's going to be a cool thing. I'm already downloading it like I said. So, it should be finished downloading uh later this evening. Uh when I'm not on the internet. And uh yeah. Yeah, man, it's but like I said, you get to play it 4 days early. Uh, on the 6th, if you have the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which I do, I know you do too. Uh, several other people yeah. do. If you don't have it, you should get it. It's well worth it, guys. 100% worth it. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking sure forward to this game. They're also
0: doing this so that they can test the servers out. Yeah. Let less people on it at first. <laughs> it's not just a ploy to get Game Pass memberships. I'm sure it's also so that it doesn't have a rough launch. <laughs> yeah. If it's rough, the four days before they can be like, oh well, you know, it's not launch day yet. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> so they have four days to get their shit together, basically. <laughs> um, but no, it it sounds really cool. I it like does. everything I've seen about it. Um, I'm really hoping it lives up to not just the expectations, but way beyond expectations. Because to be frank, I think nobody's really noticing. Uh, gears (laughs) five
1: yeah they're really Um, not
0: yeah i want it to be kind of a sleeper hit in the sense of people have to notice it would be really cool Um, yeah because it's just it's just not being noticed Um, no one thinks that microsoft has anything that's going to blow their mind so they're not even batting an eye yeah but gears as a franchise has always been phenomenal yeah 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 I, I really hope that it just blows everything out of the water. It'd be really cool. Um, I mean, it maybe it won't be a system seller, but if it made people tempted to get a system, <laughs> that would be saying a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of like Red Dead Redemption 2 made a lot of people buy a console <laughs> when they didn't have a console yeah. because it didn't launch on PC, there was a lot of people that were like, Oh, I guess we're going to have to get a console. That's just how big that game was. Um, yeah. yeah. It'd be cool if uh, this game was that big, you know.
1: But we'll see. It would be. It would be very cool. I think it's going to, uh, uh, from what I've seen and all the trailers that I've seen, uh, it's really not a lot of hype, but it looks like they they did a lot of really, really good work on this game. So I, I hope, that just like you do, that it's a sleeper, that it's a, a success, and uh, it ends up being a really good game. And I will be yeah, proud to play it if, for free on the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if it's intentionally marketed that way because it's almost marketed in a way where it's trying to act like you shouldn't notice it or that it'd be yeah. its cool to know about it or something. It's well, weird. They're well, not at what's marketing happened. it like, hey, everybody look over here. Well, look you at know? what's
1: happened lately. You know, there's been a lot of overhype on some of these games and they've been disappointing. You know, they really have been. And I think that right. uh, like we've said in the past or like I've said in the past, I think a lot of these smarter gaming companies and, uh, you know, the Gears 5 developers are not exactly stupid you know, uh, I think right. that, that a lot of them have learned from these mistakes that have been being made by these other companies that are over-hyping the hell out of these games. So, you know, maybe that's their plan. Maybe it's strategic and they know they've got something good. You know, it could very well be that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a much better angle. It. Yeah,
1: it could be. It could be. But hey, I've got another uh, game that I want to talk about. Um, I've actually uh, kind of... Uh, stumbled onto this game that's getting ready to uh, uh, come out on the 19th, and it's called Overland. And I watched the trailer. I recommend you check it out, dude. It's really cool. It's a uh, turn-based survival game. And what you do is you you take care of a group of travelers that are on a post-apocalyptic road trip across the United States. And it's not about killing a bunch of of the zombies and shit. It's about surviving and escaping. That's all it's about. Um, it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the homepage and some of the features says, always keep your fuel tank, fuel in the tank. Stay away from the creatures. Be careful and be quiet. Loud sounds attract trouble. <laughs> There's no way you can fight them all. Grab as much gas as you can and rescue the stranger. Get out of there. It basically it's telling you, you know, it's not about, The fight, it's about surviving and making it across. And it looks really, really interesting. And one of the uh, trailers actually kind of, uh, it gave me chills at the end because it was, um, they drove up in their car and they're in this weird, weird, totally changed landscape that must be the monsters changing it. And it's just this guy and his dog they get out of the car and they're just standing there and there's all this fog. And and what's cool is it's these little maps and it's just a square of that little map that you see. That's all it is. It's really, uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, it's a very simple art style. Uh, Kind of reminds me of a cross between Roblox and Minecraft meets Lego. It's just it, but it's cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's very yeah, simple. I
0: feel like I've heard it before.
1: Yeah. Check it. Basically. I think you really like it. I, I, and I'm based on the, um, if you like the turn-based uh, survival games, if you like that kind of thing, and I actually do, um, I recommend you check it out, check out the trailer. And I have not seen a price on it yet. I don't know if it's free to play or what, but um, maybe there'll be microtransactions like in every other game that's free to play now, but who knows? Uh, it just, it looks really, really cool. And I want to give it a try once it comes oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It kind of has an indie uh, flat style. Yes. Kind of describe. Yeah. Um. There was another game. I think it was called L.A. Cops or something. It had the same similar yes. art style. Yes. It was based on shadows. Yeah. It, it kind of
1: if you've uh, if you've seen the trailers for John Wick Hex, it reminds me of that. Also, it also reminds me of. Uh, what is that damn game I just played not too long ago? Uh, I can't even remember it because, to be honest with you, every single level was the same kind of thing, so I just got rid of it. <laughs> uh, oh, Void Bastards. I, I I liked it at first, and then it just was the same repetitive thing over and over and over again. Um, yeah. But Void Bastards, it kind of reminds me of that artwork. It's very, very cool, very flat, uh, two-dimensional, but really neat looking, really neat looking. Uh, Last thing that I want to talk about is this new movie coming out, man, with Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker. Uh, Dude. Yeah. I am very, very excited for this movie. I watched the final trailer release, and I think this is a great idea. I think it's a great take on the story of the Joker. Um, You're talking about a classic villain that we've known since what uh, the sixties with, you know, Adam West playing Batman back in the day. And uh, I can't even remember the dude's name that played the Joker, but we're talking about a, you know, a classic villain that we all know. And, you know, some people actually love the Joker. I I'm one of them. I've always thought the Joker was one of the most coolest villains that there ever was. It's getting mixed reviews. However, um, I mean, one of the things that I've seen just from Twitter is at the Venice Film Festival, uh it it basically a pre- a preview of it got an 8-minute standing ovation. Uh, a guy at IGN is saying that Joaquin Phoenix is probably going to win an Oscar for this for what he did in this movie. So I'm I'm really excited to see it because um you know, you have these other people that just hate movies and they they give them bad reviews. And you look at several, several movies that have gotten bad reviews that have turned out to be great. Um, even I believe uh, Deadpool was one of them. Correct. They got bad reviews at the beginning and it just ended up being a great freaking movie.
0: Um, yeah, And then everybody changed their tune. <laughs> hell, the the frickin uh, the Transformers
1: movie, which I actually liked. Got bad reviews, and that movie has been watched over and over and over again by people who love the uh, the the uh, Transformers. I think what it comes down to is a lot of these uh, so-called reviewers or whatever critics, I guess you would say, um, they you know a lot of them that give these uh, villain or or uh, hero movies a bad review. I think that they are not true fans and these films are fan films. And what they're saying is, even if you are a fan of the old Joker, uh, the Heath Ledger Joker, the original Joker from back in the 60s, the Jack Nicholson Joker, whomever it may be, you know, that, uh, you know, even the Jared Leto Joker. I mean, if you're a fan of him, you know, it doesn't matter which one that you're necessarily a fan of. But this is his take on this story. And uh, I think that it's going to be uh, an interesting watch. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, even Roger yeah. Ebert only gave it two out of four stars or at two and a half out of five, I should say. <laughs> and and, you know, he's he says it's too much social commentary. But there's other people that said it's not about that. It's about uh uh a crazy different story. Like one quote that I'm reading from variety magazine, it says uh, the comic book villain as method, psycho, a troublemaker, so intense in his cuckoo hostility that even as you're gawking at his violence, you still feel his pain. And that's kind of what I felt when I watched the, the, uh, the trailer is that, you know, it does it try to be a commentary on society. Yes, of course. A lot of these Hollywood movies try to, you know, they have an agenda. They all do. It's, you know, basic. But if you forget that crap and you just go for the entertainment, I think what it's going to do is it's going to tell us a story about somebody who had issues and because of the way he let life treat him, became this crazy mastermind genius villain. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, I think it is definitely going to have – at least good aspects i'm not sure if it's going to be amazing there's no way to know until you see it um but i'm sure it's going to have really good aspects just alone the uh from the previews the cinematography looks really good um the acting looks like it's going to be uh at least good in small doses Um, yeah i'm not sure if it's going to get overwhelming or something but we'll We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but Um, you know, it only had a
1: fifty-five million dollar budget. I think it's going to blow that out of the water. They're going to make money on this movie. Um, You know, but I think the way they're doing it, it, it's from what I've gathered from the synopsis of the story and how it's going to go. I think it's going to be really entertaining and a good, good movie.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I have high hopes for it. (laughs) I mean, Rotten Tomatoes uh, is only giving it eighty-nine
1: percent. And, but some people are giving it four out of five, four and a half out of five, you know, stars. And you're always going to have some people that are doing, you yeah, know, the thing they is, hate it's, it. it.
0: It's not even released yet. So, yeah. I mean, you're, well, you're talking we'll about, wait. you're talking about
1: people that are, have seen the preview. You know what I mean? They've seen the uh, pre-release. Yeah, have,
0: there's people who are already leaving reviews having not even seen the film too. Yeah,
1: that's true. That is true.
0: Um. So we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. So what else you got? That's it, man. That's uh, that's all I got today, dude. You didn't want to talk about Ninja? No, it was kind of boring, dude. I was reading it. Okay,
0: then yeah, that's good. That's not, let's not talk about Ninja. I didn't want to hear about him anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just say it real quick. He signed with Adidas. Woohoo! He's got more money. Okay, end of story.
0: <laughs> What's he gonna get from Adidas?
1: Dude, I don't know. Um, there was a video, headbands? a video that I saw a couple of days ago, of his wife opening up a, an Adidas box, with some shoes or something in it, that are supposed to be the Ninja something. I don't know.
0: Oh my god! So he's gonna have like an exclusive line or something.
1: Yeah, probably,
0: probably. Ugh.
1: Ninja wear, lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ! You know what's uh, so funny is he's probably like the coolest guy you would he ever. He probably meet is if you met too, him. man.
1: I'm just jealous. <laughs> that's all it is. I'm just jealous. I'm 100 jealous, on him Ninja. So much, I'm jealous of your fame. I am jealous of your fame. He's probably your fame, like Ninja. the
0: coolest dude ever. He
1: probably is, and you know and that's what's cool because. I actually, because uh, I, when, like I said, when I was looking at that, because uh, I saw the video of his wife opening up the box, and I was like, oh, you know, she seems like a, you know, I was watching her, she seems like a nice person, and then I was looking at, you know, they had something on. I don't know if it was a video of pictures or whatever it was that they had of him and her, you know, hanging out at parties or whatever. They they actually just seemed like a couple of really fun people, man, and so <laughs> uh, I feel bad. I feel bad for everything you I've cried A little bit. I uh, I'm a better person than that. And uh, Ninja, you are a superstar, sir. I want what you have.
0: <laughs> Just uh, take a box of hair dye, bud. That's you got to admit,
1: though, dude, the guy has worked and he's worked it and he's done everything that he's had to do to get to where he's at. And he's done a good job of it. The guy knows how to he knows how to market his brand. He really does. And he does a hell of a good job at it. So good for you. And I uh, hope you do good with Adidas, sir
0: okay well i guess we'll wrap up the episode at that yeah um it's been a, it's been a crazy crazy week um we will be back next week um once again always thank you for listening yeah absolutely
1: um, thank you guys appreciate each and every one of you
0: yeah us two fools just talking about random shit that we read Yep. um <laughs> um so yeah tune in next week for uh uh more of the declassified cheat codes podcast or two fools talk about a bunch of games that they probably suck at <laughs> okay <laughs> all right peace guys peace